Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Tyra ripped a bouquet of roses from my hands and threw it to the ground. Ew! Gross! You're embarrassing me! Can't you see the whole school is watching? You're disgusting, ugly, and a total dork. This is so gross! She stomped on the flowers that I saved all month for. And then she slapped me. She ran sobbing and fell into the arms of the captain of the football team. That was the most embarrassing day of my high school life. Hi, I'm Nate. My crush publicly humiliated me on Valentine's Day. But now... Now she's stalking me. Do you have a unique title idea? Post them in the comments below, and give a like to the ones you want to see animated. Now, back to the story. I always thought I'd never get up the courage to ask my crush out. Tyra was just one of those girls. You know, the pretty, popular ones. The ones who feel like they're unattainable. And she only hangs out with the cool kids. The ones who throw parties and have all the best clothes. Compared to her, I was nothing. Or that's what I used to think. Until one day, out of nowhere... Some stranger handed me a note that changed my mind. I was just sitting on a bench waiting for the bus. The note said, You're more special than you give yourself credit for. Do the thing you've always wanted to do. And in that moment, I felt so happy. It was just some guy handing out random notes to strangers. And, and it really made my day. Made my week, even. Heck, it made my year. From that moment on, I started believing in myself more. It felt so strange having a bit of self-esteem. I went to school with a smile on my face and did things with more confidence. I talked to people more, I had more fun, and I even got it in my head that I should really go for it. I had to ask Tyra out. Unfortunately, the world of popular beautiful people didn't care that I had gained confidence. To them, I was still a nobody. If only I knew that before I put my plan into motion. I saved a bit of my allowance every week. I even started doing a paper route, and as Valentine's Day came creeping closer, I made sure everything was ready. When the 14th came, I painted the banner and asked some friends to help me hold it up from the school's second floor. I somehow convinced some members of the school's orchestra to play the moment Tara appeared. And I stood there, waiting for the girl of my dreams to come out of the gym. I caught sight of her first. She was walking out of PE with her group of friends. The musicians began to play when I gave them the signal. My friends unfurled a banner that said, Will you go out with me, Tyra? And people started to notice that something was up. Everyone, except Tyra. I stood there, my arms holding out the flowers for her, and then she bumped into me. What the heck? Can't you watch where you're going? Tyra took her earbuds off and glowered at me with menace in her eyes. But then, her friends tapped her on the shoulders and pointed at the banner, 
and then the violinists. Tyra turned bright red, but not the kind of red you get from blushing. Tyra was furious. She yelled at me and stomped on the flowers I wanted to give her. And then, she ran over to the football team and pretended to faint into Paul's arms. I guess it was stupid of me not to notice that she had a crush on him. After all, the only reason I was introduced to her was because she kept coming to our lunch table whenever Paul and I would hang out. And she was definitely only interested in talking to Paul. Paul, of course, being the awesome buddy that he is, immediately let go of her and ran to me. Are you okay, dude? What a total- Don't you dare finish that sentence. She'll come around. And I... I'm okay, I think. Just got my heart broken in front of everyone and their cameras. No big deal. Tyra looked at Paul as if he'd lost his mind. She literally threw herself at her and he dumped her in front of everyone to run to his buddy's side. It must have been doubly embarrassing for her. So I kind of pitied her a bit. Tyra didn't come around though. She never came to our lunch table again after that incident and she would avoid running into me in the halls. Whenever she saw me, even when I was 50 feet away, she'd look at me as if I'd drown her cat. It really hurt too when she started spreading nasty rumors about me, saying I was a creep and that I was stalking her. I kind of just took it on the chin, because I knew the videos of her getting dumped by Paul immediately after she rejected me must be embarrassing for her. But after she photoshopped a photo of me outside her bedroom window to get me into trouble, I was done with it. The principal called us both into her office, and I was so scared. I thought I was going to get suspended for something I didn't do. But then, the principal ordered Tyra to apologize to me. Apologize? Am I hearing you right, Principal Jones? He is stalking me. Like, he literally scared me half to death when he was outside my window. <laughs> oh, please, young lady. I may be 55, but even I can tell that photo was fake. Next time, when you want attention, ask your parents for it. I do not tolerate my students committing fraud and defaming other people in this school. You are suspended until further notice. I've called your parents, and they are on their way. Some people didn't believe the photo was fake, though, even though anyone with a working eye could see it. Some girls, especially Tyra's friends, bullied me about it. Paul was always there to defend me, though, and whenever we would hang out, none of them ever said anything bad about me. The one really nice outcome of the Tyra disaster, though, was that I got to meet her sisters. They were there when Tyra's parents gave me their apology for what their daughter tried to do. I mean, I didn't need them to apologize. It wasn't their fault. But since Tyra got the police involved and the cops literally went to my house after she posted the photo and called 911, Tyra's family felt like they needed to talk to me and my parents. During that visit, Tyra's older sisters expressed their sympathy and sincerest apologies. And that led to something I would not have expected in a hundred years. I never knew Ira and Celine. They were a couple years ahead of us and were already in college. All I knew about them were the stories from the seniors about how awesome they were, and how some of the guys from the graduating class all had crushes on them. When Paul's friends said they looked like models, they weren't kidding. And I thought Tyra was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. Boy, was I mistaken. Ira and Celine gave me long, tight hugs after that meeting, and they both gave me a kiss on the cheek. And then, they went in for another hug, a much longer one. That was the first clue for me. The next one was when they DM'd me on my Insta, right after they drove off. They followed me, I followed them back, and so the weirdest thing that happened to me began. They asked me out on a date. They both did, at the same time. And I was so confused. I didn't know if I should tell either of them that they both asked me out. Would it be inappropriate? Should I keep it a secret? Did Ira know her sister wanted to date me? Did Celine? But then Celine texted me this. Oh, by the way, if you want to save time and just take both of us on the same date, we're fine with that. My mind exploded. I went on the date, of course. I'm not stupid. 
And since then, the girls have been coming to pick me up from school. And Tyra hated seeing that. Every time Ira and Selene would pull up, all the boys would come running to see Tyra's sisters. They were all in awe that a dork like me ended up dating two goddesses. The girls idolized them. And so they too started wanting to talk to me. I kept it friendly though. I would never cheat on my girlfriends. They're absolutely perfect. The best vindication of all, now that everyone else thinks I'm attractive, and now that I've become popular, Tyra wants back in. Can you believe it? She publicly humiliated me, stomped on my feelings, called me ugly and gross, and now that other girls wanted me, she won't stop trying to talk to me. But why would I? I may have lost her, but that was for the better, because I quickly found out how shallow she was. Instead, I got her hotter, more mature, more genuine sisters. I loved them, and they loved me. That's more than I can say for Tyra, who only wants me now that dating me turned out to be socially important. Her sisters and I would go out to all the nice restaurants, and I may be imagining it, but it seems like Tyra's been following us. Everywhere we go, she seems to always be somewhere nearby, watching us. I found it really creepy, but I could never tell if it was really her, because she was always covered up. Until one night, as I was about to go to bed, and I turned my lights off, and she was there, right outside my window. I quickly took a photo of her before she ducked into bushes. Oh, how the tables had turned. I posted that photo of her, and it spread through the school like wildfire. This time, people knew that photo was legit. Selena and Ira told me to report her for stalking when they found out. And they found out too, that she had an entire journal detailing my entire route on a day-to-day -day basis. It gave me the creeps. But I didn't report her. She got suspended again. I'm sure she's learned her lesson by now. Besides, her sisters are keeping a very, very close eye on her. So, there I was, at this swanky restaurant, all geared up for my blind date. You gonna have a great time, my friend had assured me. Just relax, Ethan. But as I waited at the table, my heart wasn't in it. I hadn't signed up for this circus of dating, but then again, it was high time I at least tried to have a normal life. Just as I was contemplating escaping through the kitchen, I heard a voice that sent chills down my spine. It was raspy, tinged with the faintest hint of something vaguely familiar, something that made my stomach twist. Ethan, I looked up and froze. There she was, Amelia, the woman I'd loved, the woman who killed me in another life, looking as radiant as the day I'd last seen her. Amelia, what are you doing here? I'm your date. Surprised? That's an understatement, I muttered, trying to keep my tone light, but I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. A blind date with Amelia. So, Ethan, tell me about yourself. Oh, there's not much to tell, really. Just your average guy making a living. And relationships. How do you feel about them? Depends on the relationship. For instance, how do you feel about dating someone while you're already in a relationship? I beg your pardon. I mean, isn't Ashton your boyfriend? He is, but... 
He... But he doesn't pay attention to me. And that justifies cheating? No, it doesn't. But it's complicated. Isn't it always? I think it's better if we end this here, Amelia. Wait, Ethan, I... No, Amelia, you should go back to Ashton. Or maybe find someone else. Someone who actually deserves you. With that, I walked out of the restaurant, leaving her behind. And as I walked, my heart pounded with a new resolution. I would take down Ashton. Not just for me, but for Amelia as well. Ethan? Claire's voice resonated with an unforeseen gravitas as I picked up the phone. Mom, what's up? We need to talk about your position in the Sullivan Empire. You know I'm just an investor, right? Ashton is the one gearing up to take over. I'm aware, but I've been keeping tabs on you, Ethan. I see potential, resilience, qualities that this empire needs. What do you mean? Ethan, I've decided to transfer a portion of my shares in the company to you, Ashton. Ashton had his chance. It's time we explore other options. The survival of our investments, our legacy, depends on it. Dumbstruck, I scrambled to process the gravity of her words. This was a game changer. Thank you, Mom. I'll... I'll do my best. I believe in you, Ethan. Make us proud. With that, the call ended. The revelation hit me like a bolt of lightning. I wasn't merely an investor anymore. I was a substantial shareholder in the Sullivan Empire, with enough clout to challenge Ashton. The prospect was daunting, yet exhilarating. I could almost see the storm brewing, ready to sweep Ashton off his feet. He had no inkling of what was coming his way. It was time for a change, and I was at the helm of it. Man, have you heard the latest stock report? Brad, now my best friend and confidant, called me up one morning, his voice teetering between excitement and disbelief. Why, what happened? I asked, attempting to hide the amusement in my voice. By now, my carefully calculated moves were starting to yield results. Sullivan Empire shares! They're soaring, Ethan! It's like someone just pumped a whole lot of life into that sinking ship! That's interesting. You don't understand, Ethan! This is massive! Whoever is behind this, they've practically taken over the Empire! All the major decisions now, they're being made by this, this unknown entity. With a smirk, I leaned back in my chair, letting the silence linger between us. The pieces of the puzzle were finally falling into place. But isn't Ashton? Ashton had a shot, man, and he blew it. Spectacularly, I might add. But Ethan, that, that would mean you? Right in the bullseye, old friend. I'm now the new power player of the Sullivan Empire. You're, you're incredible, Ethan. You did it. You really did it. Still a long way to go, Brad. But the ship's course has been corrected. In Ashton, he's gonna get a taste of his own medicine. I'm with you all the way, Ethan. Ashton won't know what hit him. I ended the call, a newfound determination stirring within me. My past life as Mason, a cog in the wheel of the Sullivan Empire, now seemed like a distant memory. Claire and I, as substantial shareholders, had taken the reins, and with my strategic planning, the Sullivan Empire was finally seeing a resurgence. It felt good, not just the power and wealth, but the vindication. I'd returned as a powerful CEO. The empire almost within my grasp. The once dismissive glances in the boardroom were now replaced by looks of respect. And Ashton, his unease was palpable, his position threatened. The prodigal son was finally home, and the reckoning was only just beginning. Listen, Ashton, I understand there's been some 
misunderstanding slightly. Is that what you call it, Ethan? I've been hearing quite a lot about you lately. Really? I'm flattered. Sarcasm doesn't suit you, Ethan. This isn't a game. This is business. You've been disrupting the chain of command. I disagree, Ashton. I think I've been... improving things. Don't you find it a little more exciting now? Exciting isn't what I'd call it. You're turning the company upside down. And for what? To prove a point? No, Ashton. I'm not here to prove a point. I'm here to make a difference. A difference you've been unable to make all these years. The line went silent for a moment, air thick with tension. Watch your tone, Ethan. This isn't some petty squabble. You're playing with fire. And you've been sitting on a powder keg. You've been comfortable for too long, Ashton. Maybe it's time someone stirred the pot. Is that a threat? No, Ashton. It's a promise. See, while you've been sitting on your ivory tower, I've been doing what's needed. And the funny thing is, your loyal staff, they seem to prefer my leadership. You're a snake, Ethan. But remember, you're playing in my territory. No, Ashton. I believe it's your relatives who are playing in my territory now. The ones who thought they could simply discard me? Funny how things turn out, isn't it? The silence that followed was almost deafening, but the satisfaction I felt was immeasurable. Ashton and his clan, they were mere puppets now, dancing to my tune. They had thrown me out, and now, I was their boss. The hunter had become the hunted. Ashton's power was waning, and mine was just starting to rise. Listen, Ashton, there's something else you should know. Really? More tricks up your sleeve? No tricks, Ashton. Just the truth. And trust me, the truth can be far more dangerous. Get to the point, Ethan. I know about the Ethan Project. What are you talking about? Oh, you know very well what I mean. The little experiment you thought you could keep hidden? Did you really think I wouldn't find out? Ashton was silent, and I could almost feel the wheels turning in his mind. You're lying. Am I? Would you like to take that chance, Ashton? Because I'm more than willing to play this game. Remember, Ashton, every action has consequences, and it seems like it's time for you to face yours. With that, I hung up, leaving Ashton with his thoughts. The truth was out. The game had changed, and now it was my turn to lead. The phone buzzed again, this time with Brad's caller ID flashing. I answered on the first ring. Brad, we need to talk. Well, good evening to you too, Ethan. Something tells me Ashton's conversation didn't go too well. You could say that. I told you, didn't I? Snake can't change his scales. Enough with your proverbs, Brad. We need to plan our next moves. Right. Sullivan Empire. I've been doing some digging. There's a board meeting in two weeks. That's our chance. Then that's when we'll strike. We're playing with fire here, Ethan, Brad warned. If this goes sideways, it won't. We have to be smart about this, Brad. Play our cards right. Brad sighed on the other end of the line. All right, I trust you. A hefty sigh spilled out of me as I settled into my plush office chair. Ashton's turned into a slippery eel, Brad. I can't seem to get the upper hand. That's the thing about eels. Slippery they might be, but they're still confined to their pawns. Ashton's pawn seems to be expanding by the minute. If we don't act now, we will. You know, I've been looking into the operations of the Sullivan Empire. A lot of deals, a lot of contracts, but there are a lot of weaknesses too. Weaknesses? Yeah. You see, Ashton's been playing fast and loose with the company finances. There's a particular deal with a tech firm, suspiciously overvalued. Which one? Hawkeye Tech. Ashton's been shoving funds their way for a project that's still theoretical at best. And that's our chance. We expose the deal. Ashton's credibility is shot. The board will have no choice but to reconsider their loyalties. 100%. But Ethan, this is risky. If Ashton even sniffs that we're onto him, I know. 
but it's a risk we have to take. Ashton's greed is his weakness, and it's about time we exploited it. The conversation extended into the night, with Brad and me brainstorming strategies and countermeasures, hypothetical situations and potential challenges. As the minutes rolled into hours, a concrete plan started to take shape. A risky plan, yes, but a plan nonetheless. I'd always known that this battle would be uphill, but tonight, it seemed like I'd found my footing. For the first time since my return, I felt in control. I leaned back in my chair, my mind whirling with the upcoming events. One thing was clear. Ashton had messed with the wrong man. And now, it was time to show him what it meant to cross paths with me. As the city skyline basked in the glow of the moon, I couldn't help but smile. The board meeting was going to be a game changer, and Ashton wouldn't know what hit him. The night was heavy with anticipation, the impending clash echoing in the silence. But as I closed my eyes, a single thought overwhelmed the rest. Ashton Sullivan, your downfall is coming. Ava was an enigma wrapped in a conundrum. A brilliant mind, cleverly disguised by a facade of charming naivety. She had learned from an early age that her intellect often intimidated others, especially the opposite gender. So, she chose to hide it. Ava's days revolved around codebreaking, encrypted languages, and complex algorithms. Her work required her to think like a supercomputer, but outside her office, she was just a regular girl. This evening was no different. Ava found herself on a date with Dave at her favorite Italian restaurant. Dave was a handsome firefighter who had no clue about her secret genius. As Dave shared anecdotes of daring rescues and dangerous fires, Ava would gasp at the right moments, her eyes wide with astonishment. She was convincingly playing her part. Ava navigated her secret life with precision, never revealing too much, always maintaining an air of simplicity and naivety. Her facade was her sanctuary and her curse. One day, Ava's secret life was threatened. She received a complex encrypted message at work. It was a cybersecurity threat to her company, and only she could decipher it. She spent hours solving the code, oblivious to the time. By the time she finished, it was way past dinner and she had stood Dave up for a movie date. Ava quickly sent an apology to Dave, citing work issues for her absence. She felt guilty but was too embroiled in her work to think about it in detail. The next day, Dave confronted Ava, demanding an explanation for her erratic behavior. She made up a story about a hard day at work, hoping to pacify him. To Ava's surprise, Dave was not only pacified but also intrigued. He encouraged her to open up. This was the first time she had to consider revealing her secret. Ava hesitated. She had lived this lie for so long, it had become her identity. But a part of her craved to be seen, to be loved for who she truly was. That night, she decided to tell Dave the truth, shedding her false identity. She decided to reveal her intellect, hoping to find acceptance in Dave's eyes. When she told him, the initial shock on Dave's face unsettled her. She had expected disappointment, fear, or even anger. But what she saw was awe and admiration. Dave respected her more for her intellectual prowess. He was humbled by her modesty and charmed by her brilliance. Ava felt a new sense of liberation. In Dave, Ava found an ally, someone who accepted her for who she was. He didn't just love her despite her genius, he loved her because of it. Ava began to realize that her fear of revealing her true self had been holding her back. 
She wanted to live her life freely, not disguised under a false identity. Slowly, she started embracing her genius in front of others. She revealed her intellectual capacity to her friends, family, and eventually her co-workers. It was a difficult transition, but Ava was relentless. She was surprised by the support and acceptance she received. Her fears began to recede, replaced by newfound confidence. Ava was no longer living a lie. She felt liberated, true to herself. Her genius was no longer a secret, but something she was proud of. Dave stood by her side through this transition, his love unwavering. They grew closer, their bond strengthening with each revelation about Ava's genius. Ava's life evolved in ways she hadn't imagined, she was respected and adored for her strength of mind. Her intellect was now her most attractive feature. Ava went on to excel in her career, using her genius for the betterment of her company. She became an inspiration for other women, who admired her courage and talent. Ava's story became a testament to embracing one's uniqueness. She demonstrated that hiding one's true self only limits one's potential. Ava was no longer the hidden genius, she was simply a genius. Dave and Ava's relationship bloomed over time, they respected each other's strengths and supported each other's weaknesses. Their love story was one of acceptance and authenticity. Ava's journey taught her that playing dumb does not make someone more attractive. It's one's intellect, kindness, and authenticity that truly matter. She vowed never to hide her true self again. Ava's story is a reminder that pretending to be someone you're not will only lead to discontent. Embrace your unique qualities, no matter how different they may seem. Authenticity is the key to genuine happiness. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.